born to beauty. Inspired by your wellness and burdened by life, this is the path to finding the warrior within you. This podcast is for women of every shape, color, and style. It's about finding your inner beauty and finding the strength to battle the outside world around you. Take a break and sip some tea with me, Gwen Osborne, from teen mom to celebrity life and all the necessary trials in between. Join me weekly for real-life motherhood, health, balance, and products you'll adore. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Audible. Welcome back, everybody, to Tea with Gwen. Here I am, your host, Gwen Osborne. Today, we have an Asian food expert. Her name is Chef Katie Chin. She is wonderful. She's having some tea with us today. Well, I'm, I'm having my tea in my teacup, but it's not actually tea. It's coconut water today because it's so hot here in LA. Right? Isn't it? I mean, we're both in the valley, right? So yes, hot. It's so hot. It's like summertime, which is like, boom. Right. Awesome. I am so excited to have this wonderful lady. Um, she has a generational wealth story, which is rich in love, culture, and food. So remember, you can always learn more about today's topic and tips by looking at the description from whatever app you're using. Subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Audible. Katie. So listen, I'm just happy to have you here. You're such a wonderful, sweet, kind soul, and you work your tail off doing what you do. (laughs) I feel the same way about you. (laughs) Thank you. So tell me how many Zooms have you done this week so far teaching people how to cook? Gosh, I think I've done about five. You've done about five and it's Wednesday. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's just midway through the week. That's right. People need to eat dumplings. (laughs) So is dumplings your number one go-to of of what you, you know, teach? You know, that class is super popular because I think who doesn't love dumplings? And it's also like, there's this mystery behind it. Like, Oh, how do I do that? So people feel so empowered, but I also teach a really fun sushi class and a pad thai class. So all different things, but that's most popular. We need to do more of your classes. I'm going to go into our sponsor highlight, which is by my extremely talented guest, Miss Katie Chin. It is her book, Katie Chin's Global Family Cookbook. It's full of internationally inspired recipes your family and friends will absolutely love. And if you're looking for some new dishes to try this summer or leading into the holidays, this will be an amazing pickup for you, or it could be a thoughtful gift for someone else. This bestseller is set to release on June 22nd, but you can pre-order yours now on Amazon for $24.99 or go on Kindle and get it for $18.99 and you can just listen to it any where chef katie chin is a cookbook author a tv personality blogger and like many of us she is a working mama she knows exactly what it takes to get dinner on that table in a busy household and and specialize in creating everyday asian recipes for real people on real schedules and budgets so she's here to tell us what she's done and i'm telling you It is so yummy. Like Malloy, my 13-year-old boy, and London, my eight-year-old girl, they were so involved in the cooking class we took with her and they just ate all of it. They couldn't stop eating. And I was so happy because they're skinny and they need to eat. (laughs) (laughs) With Katie's new book, everyone can try the recipes out at home. So listen, I was 
so excited with this cooking class because this was actually me and my children's first cooking class, Katie. Like we had never done this on on Zoom or anywhere before. So I was a little anxious and, and nervous, but girl, you were on there like a straight up mama, businesswoman, chef, telling your story. Like, tell us about how you just knew you were going to be good at all of this. Oh gosh, I never knew I was going to be good at this. I just you know what? It's like anything else. The more you do it, the more comfortable you feel about it. When growing up as a Chinese American in Minnesota, I was so shy because we were the only ones. So it really took me some time to get to a place where I felt comfortable. However, I do feel like, you know what? Food is language. Food is love. Food is storytelling. And also just to see, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, we're both extroverts to see the reaction of people on Zoom taking the class feeling happy, feeling confident, um, not being afraid to make a mistake. Me doing a drinking game. That's very (laughs) helpful. (laughs) You know, what was great about doing the drinking game? Is it like the kids are okay with you drinking? Cause they're just like, yeah, go mommy, go. No, take another (laughs) one. You're going to be tucking yourself into bed tonight. (laughs) Oops. I know. Well, sometimes, you know, my daughter and I have a live stream show we do every Sunday. And by the way, we'd love for you to come out to our show. But sometimes she's that. like, mommy, mommy, don't forget to say the word for the drinking game. I'm like, I'm a terrible mother. <laughs> what have I done? Oh my gosh. You know, she's like helping the drinking go. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love how involved that your children are with what you do. Like, and that's how your story started, right? Like your mom brought you under her wing. I want my listeners to hear about the story about your mom. And I know that you've already expressed it on, on my Tea with Gwen live on Instagram. And you guys can go look on my Instagram, ITS Gwendolyn, and you can hear that. But we're going to hear it exclusively on here. How Chef Katie Chin learned what she learned from her mother's story. Thanks, Gwendolyn. Well, I love sharing it because I think it's so important, inspirational to share because her life was truly remarkable. My mother immigrated from China in 1956 to Minnesota of all places where there were no Asians at the time. She always loved to cook. She was making, she was making 50 cents an hour as a seamstress. One day she had some sewing clients over for lunch and she made them a Chinese buffet and they went crazy for her food. Cause back in the day, only chop suey and chow mein were available really. So they encouraged her to start teaching classes and to cater. So she did, but she didn't even have a car. She had to take the bus. One thing led to another. She became super popular as a caterer and she hooked up with a socialite and the socialite was like, let's open a restaurant. So is this kind of like a Paris Hilton socialite? um, (laughs) No, not like that. More like uh, married to a a successful dermatologist in Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) But they were very like, very well connected. Okay. In fact, they were friends with the owner of the owner of the Minnesota Twins, Carl Polat, and his son Bill Polat is the famous film director today. But anyway, he was friends with Sean Connery, which is crazy. So Sean Connery was in town in Minneapolis uh, visiting Robert Redford, who was directing the film Ordinary People. Wow. So my mother catered a party, and Sean Connery was there, and Robert Redford, and I actually served wontons to them. What? Uh, it was, was like the beautiful, you know, men, I, beautiful men's star alignment for her. <laughs> yes. I mean, can you imagine? Oh my God. And so Sean Connery invested in my mother's first restaurant, which was amazing. And word got out and she had lines around the block for her first restaurant. She opened more and more restaurants. At one point she had 30 restaurants. The chain is called Leanne Chin, still exists in Minneapolis. General Mills bought her company. They made her president of the division. And bear in mind, she was making 50 cents an hour as a seamstress. 
and never went to high school. Okay. And so she ended up buying the chain back and she built it into really a restaurant empire with over 50 locations and it still exists. She went back to General Mills and was like, nah, you're not doing it the way it's supposed to be done. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I mean... Yeah. The courage. Boss woman right there. Right. I mean, the courage to do that, you know, having Mm -hmm. been an immigrant and Mm -hmm. having nothing. Anyway, I grew up working in our the basement of our home in our tiny little house where like 12 people live with one bathroom. We had a catering operation in our basement. I was like frying chicken pieces while all the other kids were at the mall and at the (laughs) skating rink, like gritting my teeth. And so I was like, I am never working in the restaurant industry. And I am getting the hell out of Minnesota. It's freezing cold. (laughs) So I left. I worked. I moved to LA. I worked in the entertainment industry for 14 years at studios like Fox and Disney and Universal. And then one day I uh, decided to throw a dinner party when I was working at Fox, but I had completely forgotten how to cook. So I kept calling my mom and asking her questions. And she was like, this is ridiculous. So she got on a plane with frozen lemon chicken. She showed up on my doorstep. She cooked the whole meal, but she let everybody think I had cooked it. Oh, she was just that kind of mom. She was like, you know what? I just want you to look good. You know, I want you to save face. And then meanwhile, she opened my fridge and found only champagne and yogurt and was completely mortified. (laughs) She was like, are you my child? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, I thought I was making her proud by becoming this executive. Meanwhile, she was like, you didn't learn how to cook. So she set out to teach me how to cook again. She kept coming to LA teaching me and my friends. And they were like, you guys make this look so easy. You should do it together. And I was like, we should do a book together. So yeah. what happened is I was like, you know what? I'm just b- feeling very unfulfilled in my life, in my marriage, in my career. I just, I just, I quit my job and I left my husband on the same month. Whoa. Isn't it crazy like, how that can happen like that? Where you're like, you know what? I'm just done. I'm just that's done. right. I'm done. Yeah. And, I mean, and now I, it's I like now or never. Mine's, mine's kind of similar. You know, I, I got back from working on Wonder Woman and then I just was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this marriage. I'm done with working as a model on a show that no one ever hears me and being in a marriage, feeling like a mute. And I'm ready to start my life in a whole different way. So I hear you, girl. Wow. We have that in common, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's if not now, then when? Exactly. If not now, right? then when? I've got to go, mm-hmm. I've got to go live my purpose. Exactly. Because if, if you don't, then you're, n- you're going to look back at 80 and be like, why didn't I do it? Why didn't I do it? You know? Absolutely. You know, and I felt like what happened is I, I happened to be just looking at O magazine and there was a quote that said, you know, leap and the net will appear. Mm-hmm. And I just love that quote so much because I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. Right. Yeah. Like I can always go back to that if I have to, yeah. I think uh, being raised as a child of immigrants, I felt like I, I'll make money. I mean, even if I have to sweep a floor, I'll figure it out. Right. And you knew what was important from what you came from, right? You had already, you knew what love was. It wasn't wealth of of money, dollars in your hand is not love. You know, you knew what love was. I feel like we're both lucky in that way. But we had some kind of internal force, you know, giving us the confidence. Yes. And the fearlessness to just go for it. Absolutely. So from there... After you cooked, well, the, the, the fake meal, 
<laughs> the pressure was kind of on now to live up to that, right? So were you, how long did it take from the fake meal to a real meal for <laughs> <to> you? <laughs> Well, I, you know, I had a fraud complex for a while because my mother was doing everything. We actually, so we came together, we did the book. We had a catering business called Double Happiness Catering. We had a show together on PBS called Double Happiness. And then I ended up having twins with a good husband, my own double happiness. So this like whole theme has followed through my life. So what happened is my mother was doing most of the cooking and I was kind of like handling the business and our marketing and even on our show on PBS. Uh, she hated to be on TV. I like dragged her always onto television with me. And she was all about the food, right? right? So I had to talk the whole time. And I'd go like, all right, so if you don't have Asian hot sauce, you could use uh, Mexican hot sauce, right, mom? And she'd go, no, no. <laughs> no. She's like, you better find your Asian supermarket. So go get that right. <laughs> She's like, what? Oh my God. Like she kept doing it. Doing and and you're like, it. you're like winking at her. Like, just go with it, mom. Just go with it. Please just go. It, but she was so hilarious, not trying to be funny, but in fact being so funny. And right. so, but it was always out of love because she wanted me to be the best that I could be. So what happened is that went on for a while. And then actually we had this catering business. She was doing most of the food and she realized that if she didn't do something about this, I would never learn. So she just out of the blue announces, I'm going to Europe for three months with my friend Denise. Bye. And I'm like, what? And we had all these uh, gigs booked and everything. So I had to just figure it out for myself. She was like, you're ready to fly. She she knew exactly, exactly. She knew exactly what she was doing. She's a good mom. She knew. She was like, right, girl, go fly, birdie, go fly. And you did it. And like, here you luck. are. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, do you teach your children how to cook like you too? Well, my son's more interested in Minecraft. Like you have a son, so you know. You know, he'll do it, but my daughter is really into it. You know, she had a YouTube channel called uh, Becca's Yummy Town when she was four years old. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we have our show together. We do every Sunday on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we do. And so she's learned a lot. But she, what she's really learned is to boss me around on camera <gasps> oh my she's God. so bossy I mean I know you know you know <laughs> I know like strong <laughs> yes daughters. you, you know, know. I know yes I do and then you're like on camera like how do I how do I pull you in without letting everybody else know <laughs> what's going on right now because I want to just <laughs> grab you up Oh my, you have no idea. Well, you know, you're like one of the only people that know what I go through. I'm like kicking her under the counter. Like, stop it. Be quiet. And, and, you know, it's like, but you know, when they have this great personality, there's, there's this, you know, you want that balance because you want to, you want to encourage them to continue to have that confidence and their, you know, their natural ability to engage. But at the same time, you're like, listen here, you better respect me. Don't you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I love, I mean, it's actually made the show really entertaining because she has no filter. She's, you know, well, she has no filter. She's very strong-willed. So I love seeing what unfolds when we do the show, but I also want to, you know, bonk her on the head too sometimes. Right. I'm just like... It's all part of it. I'm sure your mom was saying the same thing to her friends about you too, so... <laughs> oh, for sure. Although right. my mom was a tiger mom and I am a pussycat. I am no tiger mom. Oh, so she was like, she was the boss. Yeah. You let her be the boss. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, are you strict with your diet for yourself or your kids? Or because, you know, you're in pretty good shape. So, you know, I'm just assuming you, you're aware of that and you have a lot of like balanced meals. Um, you know, it's all about balance. Listen, we do love to indulge from time to time and, you know, eat French fries and eat pizza. But, um, you know, I think my mother really taught me it's all about yin and yang. Yeah. You know, you can have, you know, some bad stuff once in a while. But for the most part, we try to keep it pretty healthy. But I also try not to restrict them from things. Because I think that when you restrict too much, then it's unhealthy. They want it more. It unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. And then you yeah. feel like you're doing something bad yeah. if you have it. Yeah. It's about, you know? it's about giving choices, right? Because then you got to learn, you know, yourself as a child growing up, I've had too much of that. I'm not going to have any more. And you can't learn that if it's being taken away from you. Or Definitely. It's not, or it's not available for you. All right. Well, we touched on this a little bit before. How have you responded to this hashtag stop Asian hate that's been going on right now? And how are you dealing with it with your children? You know, it's it's quite serious, as you know, and it's just been horrifying, especially to see, you know, the most vulnerable of the Asian American population, particularly the elderly being abused. It's just, it's so heartbreaking. So all this rhetoric has turned into action. It's turned into hate. It's turned into people feeling like they are entitled to behave in this way. For me personally, I try to speak on the matter as much as I can through Instagram lives, podcast interviews, just to try to, you know, share information that's accurate. First of all, I think that there's some key things in working through this with your kids. I think one is talking about it. I think some people make ignorant comments. They don't mean to be racist, but it all sort of fuels the fire. Like we talked a lot about when I was growing up and people saying, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Minneapolis, but where are you real from? Mm. And, you know, my husband, who's not Asian, he's Jewish, he's white. He was like, nobody would ever say that to me. Like, where are you really from? Right. And it's sometimes completely innocent, but the implication is that you are a foreigner and that you don't really belong here. You know, talking about experiences, if you happen to be Asian American, tell those experiences to your children. But I think role-playing with your kids when they're in situations with friends or people that don't look like them, or if they experience some kind of ignorant comment to really uh, try to respond with kindness and to explain and try to educate that person, unless they're in a dangerous situation, you know, like get out your phone and record it. Like that's almost been the most powerful weapon we have as a community is actually record things. If you see something, say something. So I think, role-playing education and really being aware. And also my friends that are not Asian, they're like, we had no idea. And I think we, you know, as Asians, we grew up not feeling like we could say anything. Well, you know, and I think that there's the parallel of, well, I mean, not all black Americans are immigrants. I mean, I'm an immigrant coming from England, you know, and my mother was an immigrant because she came from first of all, from Jamaica to England and then from England to America, you know? And so, you know, coming in, feeling like you have to just be quiet, just fit in, be grateful for just being here, you know, and and not wanting to disrupt or cause any attention on you that's unnecessary. Like these are the things to me that I feel immigrants hold and harbor and it's unfair and it's not, it's it's not human. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not a human kind way to behave. So I think that now we're trying to, to instill in our children how to have a human kind way of living, 
You know, let's not only see people for the color of their skin or whatever. Let's embrace and, and involve everybody in the conversation. And I hear you when you say be kind and educate, but I want to ask you this. <laughs> Sometimes I'm tired. <laughs> And I don't feel like educating. I don't know about you, Katie, but sometimes I don't feel like being the educator. Sometimes I want somebody else to have educated themselves. Oh, completely. I mean, it is shocking sometimes. People I consider to be good friends and it's coming from a place of ignorance. The things that they say, I am just shocked. Yeah. Mostly like, well, you just seem so American. You don't even seem Asian. I'm like, oh, is that wow. supposed to be some kind of compliment? What is that? Yeah. Like, is that what a, how am I supposed saying? to take that? How am I supposed to take that? Yeah. Like, what are you saying to me? No, I totally agree with you. Because it's not like the information isn't available. Like, learn the history about what happened right. to our community. Turn on the news. You yeah. know, it's not that hard, but I completely agree with you sometimes. Yeah. You know, and, and then like when it all started happening, non-Asian friends like, are you okay? I'm like, what are you? <laughs> I've been dealing with this my whole life. What do you yeah. mean? You're like, I did, I, listen, <laughs> hey, I didn't just wake up Asian today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I, I've been fine. I've been fine. You know, like, hey, fine. how about I've that? Fine. I've been fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's the same thing over here. It's the same thing. I don't yeah. Know. How do you, how do you balance out for yourself? Like, how do you take care of yourself mentally and spiritually and physically? Well, you know, like you were saying, it's all about balance. We're all doing the best that we can. Some days are better than others, as, as we all know. But this whole notion of never too late. So my husband had this idea that when he turns 60 in a few years, he wants to perform in a band playing a guitar, learning to play the electric guitar. So during the beginning of COVID, he was like, let's start a band. And I'm like, okay. Oh, wait, with you too? <laughs> you, you're in the band? Yeah, I'm, with I'm him. a singer. Oh, yes, you're a singer yes. and he's a so, guitar player. I love it. And then we have a drummer and we have another singer and we have a bass player. And our bass player is our teacher. And this is really hilarious because our bass player runs our kids' music school. So he's like our teacher and our manager, but he's a bass oh player. So um, our band is called Never Too Late. We've recorded several songs. What? Um, I, I song. Oh, Katie, you're a singer. I want to hear something. What? I'm not. I am not a singer. I just enjoy karaoke and I enjoy singing. I brought in a friend. I call him my gay karaoke husband. He's like our lead singer. He's a great singer. But what happened is we recorded our our first music video, which is pretty awesome. I want to say, um, but it premiered during our children's showcase on Zoom. So it's all these kids performing, and then us. <laughs> But who cares? Um, I mean, that's also like, I think you get to a certain age where you just don't care. Just don't <laughs> what care. What people think. Yeah. You're you know, like, and, we did it. Who cares? We have yes, fun. And I We're think, living life. Yes. And we've inspired other, other parents to form their own bands. I love that. I think that's amazing. Do you want to come in and be a guest singer? I would Do you want to have a guest spot in our band? I would, I love, would that. love that. I would love that. I'm going to sing for you right now. You ready? You're here. Oh, please not really dig your company. Your style, your smile, your peace mentality. There you go. Oh, my God. You were, um, maybe you should just take over. 
We should just, I'll just There's, play there's my audition for your band, Katie. Oh my God, you're, uh, you are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Incredible. The act of singing is so therapeutic, even if it's by yourself, you know, I that's agree. really great. So I, I even if I'm not rehearsing with my band, I try to sing because that makes me happy. And I try to take dance classes, you know, but I'm I'm not the most balanced person. I wish I was, but well, I do what I, I can. I saw you dancing. You were on the Bobby Flay show, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you danced your way onto the show. And I was like, oh, okay, Katie, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that it was go? So much- how did it go? That was crazy. It was really fun. I did not win because it was an ingredient that I was not familiar with. But every time I go on a show like that, I just have so much fun because, you know, you don't have to go you shouldn't go into it like, oh my God, I have to win. First of all, it's an excellent way to showcase your personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I went on Cutthroat Kitchen, that was more like just funny. And I wore, mm-hmm. a, I had to wear a horse head. I was hanging upside down, all these crazy things. But, you know, Beat Bobby Flay, obviously a lot more serious, but I just went in it, you know, with the goal of having a good time, meeting some great people, getting some great footage, but it's extremely stressful as you can imagine. Because, <laughs> you know, you're like, Ooh, you're 30 pressure. minutes, no problem, no problem, no big deal. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah! <laughs> in one minute left, like, left. how the hell did that just happen? Like, ah! Right, the pressure um, is real. So the pressure yeah. really is that, like when they show us on TV and they say you've only got a minute left to cook the rest of the things, it's really only a minute? Yes, it is <sighs> very strange. But, but also they come over and start talking to you. So yeah. imagine you're yeah. like throwing the dinner party of your life. Yeah, and there's all this pressure and you have to get it onto the table by a certain time. And someone walks and starts like the host walks in. Hey, yeah. Tell me about, and you're like, yeah. you're like I'm trying to do this. Yeah. I'm trying to focus. Me alone. Go away. <laughs> so that's something else that you can't control. That's the thing. So it's good. It's a good exercise for type A people because you can't control the environment or what's happening to you. You have to just like go with, go it, with it, let it happen and just, you know, try to have some fun. Well, you have such a fun personality naturally. I mean, have you always been that way? I was so shy growing up. I think being Asian and being made fun of my whole life and people saying mean things to me, I was just trying to hide. Mm. And then later in life, when I went to college and I met all these Asian people and then I became president of the Asian Student Union, I think I really sort of found my voice there. But well, interestingly since you became enough, president of the of the Asian Student Union, I'm pretty sure you found your voice by then. <laughs> I I guess I guess I did. I suppose. I love but I really that. found found it after I you know left my husband because that's when I really found my singing voice and I was brave enough to sing a solo at karaoke right after I left him and it changed my whole world. You see that? You see what singing can do? Like just. Feeling yeah. free. It's the universal language, right? Just feeling free. Yes. And, and music is just, it's such a healing thing for the soul. It really is. Yeah. Well, what is it that you do that, that keeps you happy? You know, when you wake up and you have this bright light about you, what, what is it that keeps you that happy and makes your spirit so bright? I'm going to, you know, it's my children. They make me so happy. You know, they drive me crazy, but they also make me so happy. (laughs) And they're so, you know, we have, our kids are similar age. So Mm -hmm. they're still so like little kids, but then they're trying to be adults. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a super, super cute age. So I feel so blessed that Mm -hmm. I have them, that we've become so close during COVID. 
in fact, I went out to dinner for the first time. A friend from New York was visiting when I came home and it's an old friend. So I was gone for you know a few hours and then I came home and they were standing there like, where have you been? Why were you gone for so long? Oh. What, what, what could have taken that long? Did oh you go to karaoke? Oh. <laughs> did you, did you, did you, did you answer all of those questions? I was like, go to bed. You're go to bed. That's right. <laughs> you got to go to bed. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I love it. Listen, we're going to go into the Gwen's lightning round. So just answer these questions quickly and don't think, okay? Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Horror or a rom-com movie? Rom-com. Who do you admire the most? My mom, followed by Michelle Obama. Oh, I love those answers. The worst (laughs) job that you could ever have is? Sucking up poop from an outhouse. (laughs) Why would you ever be sucking up poop? <laughs> we, just, we just went hiking. Where did that come from? <laughs> because we just literally were hiking and there was like a porta potty and this poor guy was sucking up all the poop. And I was like, that Ew. is the worst job oh. in the whole world. Uh, right? Uh, uh, wait, he's like, so he's got like a tube that was going into the porta potty and he's Oh, he was out? like a hat, like hazmat suit, uh, like with a giant tube. But I mean, the other one was open. So he was standing there. I was like, hi. Oh, God. I was like, oh my God. You know what? You're right. You're right. If that I have has to, cry, to be the I, worst job ever. That's got to be the worst. Wow. Okay. We got one more grocery store or department store. Well, you know, I love to cook, but I'm a shop. I love fashion and I have not worn, you know, anything besides sweats for the last year. So I'm going to say department store because I miss, I miss my shopping. Yes. And she's got some cool red glasses on right now there. She's very fashionable. So I like that. All right. So listen, our challenge uh, for my listeners coming from you is I'm going to ask you, what is the healthiest and easiest Asian food that we can try to cook? I'm going to say a basic stir fry is so healthy because you can control what goes in there. You can put all sorts of fresh vegetables and very little oil. It doesn't take a lot of oil to make a stir fry. You can load it with tons of flavor from aromatics like lemongrass and ginger, right? Without a lot of fat. And also, why not add a little quinoa for some plant-based protein or cauliflower rice? Oh, you know, I'm going to say also cauliflower fried rice because you feel like you're eating fried rice, which feels slightly decadent, but you're using cauliflower rice. So it's completely plant-based. Yeah. And I have a Thai Thai version of it in my uh, new cookbook, Thai version, pineapple fried rice, you know, with fresh herbs like mint and cilantro and some fish sauce. It's it's quite delicious. It's not, there we go. That sounds very easy and doable. And what is the best oil that we should use for that? I like to use a canola oil because it's heart healthy. You could use okay. grapeseed oil. You could use vegetable oil. Any kind of neutral okay. oil is fine. Okay. All right. Well, my quote for you, Katie, is only when diverse perspectives are included, respected, and valued can we start to get a full picture of the world. I and that is that by so Renee Brown. I love her. I and love I think that too. goes back to what we were talking about in terms of diversity and inclusion and just celebrating, you know, our diversity. The only way we're going to survive 
Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on Tea with Gwen. I have loved having you. This has been so much fun. I can't wait for us to do, and, and thank you for doing Oakwood School, by the way. My daughter was an Oakwood School child, and uh, she's graduated from college now, but she was an Oakwood School kid. Oh, really of course, my pleasure. That. I just so enjoyed this. I think you're amazing. I think we'll, we're going to have a lot of fun together. And uh, as soon as everything opens up again, I have a, uh, like a posse of women and we go disco dancing. So I hope you join us. I would love to come disco dancing and karaoke, yeah. girl. I love karaoke. Yeah, girl. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Thank Can't you wait. so much, Katie. Thank you for joining us today on Tea with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen Osborne. Remember, you can always learn more about this podcast and what we talk about by visiting the description notes of whatever you're listening to today. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Audible. And if you've enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review. It helps more people like you find our podcast. We'll chat next time. Bye.